is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm good, Connor. I'd like to thank everyone for inviting us into their podcast platform of choice today. Yeah. We're like we're like vampires that we need to be yeah. invited in before we can yeah. assault you with and all the movies. And you can't get rid of us. Can't get rid of us. Actually, there is one no. solution actually to get rid of us. Go on. Uh, if you were to, I don't know, leave a like and a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, that might get us out of your house. I don't know if you've ever seen Buffy. I don't think that's. I how haven't it works. seen Buffy. I haven't seen Buffy at all. <laughs> <laughs> she's going around with a steak like does anyone like any podcasts around here and they're like what's That's a what podcast it's 1996 <laughs> <laughs> so Sean this is Movie Mondays and it's been a pretty big week for movie news we had a very big trailer drop for a movie that we're both very excited about and we will be covering that later on in the show that is the main event yes but um, what we're starting with this week is it's a heavy DC news week is what I'll say oh and great but no, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say to you, you know I love DC. You do. It's DC news that doesn't revolve around one certain man in a four-hour movie. Sorry, are we past the point of Snyder Cut news? Finally, <laughs> I think so. I think what? No, you see, actually, we do have news about Snyder Cut. Ah, I don't, right don't want to lie to you. <laughs> well, it never um, stopped you before. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, so, Sean, we're gonna start off this week with the news that Pierce Brosnan has been revealed as Dr. Fate in The Rock's Black Adam film. Now, this is pretty big news, Sean. What do you know about Dr. Fate or Black Adam? I thought you were going to say what you know about Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> what do you know about Irish actor Pierce Brosnan? Uh, I know actually very little about Dr. Fate. Um, I know what he looks like because of all the... Mm pictures that have been coming up of the casting announcement um it's pretty good it's a pretty cool outfit pretty cool outfit can't wait to see Piers Brosnan wearing that yeah that's that's kind of been like if you, I mean Piers he's a silver fox he's a handsome man but oh, it's not saying anything about Piers here uh, is he gonna get ripped is I, Piers gonna get ripped for it I do you think he's gonna do like the D, like a Henry Cavill style workout <laughs> I think the whole movie he's topless. He's gonna get rid of the outfit. They're just gonna go Henry Cavill. They're like, why don't you look exactly? <laughs> like, why don't you look like Henry Cavill, guys? I'm seventy one. Leave me alone. I'm doing my best, lads. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he is cast as Dr. Fate. Now, The Rock's mm. Black Adam is a film that we've heard a lot about in the last few years. And recently, they keep revealing more and more very cool... I would say very cool casting choices for the characters they're choosing. Because although like Shazam is the main guy, Black Adam is Shazam's big villain. But he's played by The Rock, so he's a charismatic guy. Yeah. So... You have a situation here where the Shazam movie is going to be like an anti-hero movie, I suppose. Maybe it's like Joker. Maybe we see Black Adam dancing down some stairs. Down I some don't know. Stairs in Philadelphia. Yeah, can't <laughs> wait. Um, but we also have um, Atom Smasher has been cast. Hawkman has been cast in it, and Cyclone has been cast in it. So it's a pretty cool collection of like smaller characters that wouldn't normally get onto the screen. And included in that is Dr. Fate being played by Pierce Brosnan. Now, um, anyone who watched Young Justice will know that Dr. Fate is in that, um, I think it's the second season, or am I? It's a plot from the first season, including Zatanna and her father. 
Um, but basically, Doctor Fate is like to to, to call him uber powerful. It's a, also it's a him or her. There's no gender in Doctor Fate. Once you put the helmet on, you just like lose all emotion. You are no longer you. Oh, really? Yeah, you That's are just Doctor Fate. That's so. So so it's like a it's it's literally a mantle you pass on like that. It's bestows it is, but the it's power. Also, in terms of the Young Justice plot, it's the idea of Zatanna's father has to put on the helmet, and they have like a very loving moment. Like once I put this on, I'm no longer me. I am oh, now Doctor Fate. So you, li- so I basically die to put on the helmet and become Doctor Fate. And when you take it off, do you go back to being yourself? I don't think you ever take it off. <laughs> you keep it on. Oh, that's wow! <laughs> that is heavy, man. <laughs> Now, Peter Fonda will be playing uh, Kent Nelson, enough about Zatanna's father, but Ke- Kent Nelson will be who Pierce Brosnan is playing, um, he's like a son of an archaeologist who is a sorcerer himself, but then he's given the magical helmet of fate, and I want to just go over some of Kent Nelson's powers, Dr. Fate's powers, um, in terms of the powers and abilities, this is very hero or zero, but I'm just going to give you, just this list I have to scroll down. Oh, it's very very similar to Martian Manhunter in what just, we have here. It keeps going indefinitely in terms of powers. Yes. So in terms of power, uh, he has in with the helmet. He has magic, Sean. Now, what do you mean by magic? Well, he's got aura detection, astral projection, clairvoyance. He's got dimensional travel. He's got um, energy construct creation. You can energy stop negation. there, and he's overpowered. Energy resist. I've skipped seven, by the way. I've, I've I've already gone down to E, but there was another four in between. Amazing. <laughs> um, energy resistance, flame spells, force field, healing, illusion casting, invisibility, magnetic manipulation, hypnosis, molecular reconstruction. He can re- he can affect organic matter. He's got resurrection, telepathy, oh. teleportation. And divine empowerment. So he's a god. He's a god, yeah. And he's got... And without his helmet, Kent Nelson has only the following magical abilities. Now, this might disappoint you. He has immortality. Invulnerability. (laughs) Fucking useless, lad. (laughs) Invulnerability, immortality, and telekinesis with flight and superhuman strength. Bleh. Mm, Bit on the weak side. No, No, it's just... It's not very good. And so, also his abilities, they have underneath it all. I like how they have that big, long list. Yeah. And then underneath it is, archaeology is one of his abilities. Look, he had to go to school for four <laughs> years to learn how to do that, Connor. It is a and skill. Ha- hand-to-hand combat, which is a basic level of hand-to-hand combat. But you would never why- need to throw a punch, ever, is the thing. He's immortal, so why does it matter? <laughs> yeah, like, he's he can't die. A punch isn't going to do him in. No. Um, and so, obviously, that is how powerful this guy is. And Dr. Fate is very much like nobody fucks with Dr. Fate. Because if if you come into contact with whoever's wearing that helmet, you will be fucked up. Yeah, so the fact that he's showing up in, the, in Black Adam, mm. is he, like... Because I'm still confused as to whether Black Adam is the protagonist or the antagonist of that movie. Who, who? He starts as the protagonist and then will turn into the antagonist, I think. Or yeah. actually, no. See, I don't think that's a movie construction that you could use. I suppose it would have to be the other way around. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, is he fighting with or against Dr. Fate? I would say against. 
Because right. Black Adam is also kind of a god. Like Shazam. Yeah, like literally the like it's what's the speed of uh the the runny guy. It's all the The runny guy. The runny guy. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, okay. Hermes, that's who it is. <laughs> Uh, it's it's all of the powers from various gods all mashed into one person, like that's yeah. And Black Adam is. is Black Adam is the first Shazam. So Black Adam was given those powers and then he turned bad, which is why in the Shazam film there's an empty seat and they're kind of like we gave these powers once before to somebody that we thought was worthy, but then had darkness inside them and then they turned evil. Yeah, so I totally get um, like uh, that aspect of it. But I also think that this, Pierce Brosnan playing this overpowered character, like, y- you wouldn't pick Pierce Brosnan unless he was kind of heavily involved in the plot, right? Mm. I, I think so, but I, I think Pierce Brosnan, now we are biased, he's Irish, he's so Irish. we have he's to back him. He's one of ours, even though he doesn't have an Irish accent, we're not going to hold that against him, no. it's fine. Um, but he has an aura, I think, of like, I don't know, he's just like coolness I suppose like quiet charisma so like if he's in the scene and he's just like he gives you a look you'd be like oh he I bet he's powerful as Dr. Fate yeah I think it's like gravitas is the word like he yeah, can that's the word I was looking he for he can capture your attention just by being on screen like mm. there's that saying the one I keep thinking of is you know in the world's end um, oh yeah where he comes in and he's just sitting at a table just casually having a pint uh, but instantly, you know, oh, that's the guy who's pretty much in control here. Yeah, and I, I think he has that aura, as I said. So, like, he, I think he's really good casting as Dr. Fate. Because you can go older with Dr. Fate in terms of who you cast. Because he has the helmet on, first of all. You get the stunt guy in, you, you fuck it all up. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? It's, it's very, or just it's get a e- CGI Pierce Brosnan at this point. It's a, it's an easy gig, but also the fact that like he can be Kent Nelson and then he puts the helmet on and he just becomes so powerful. It doesn't matter. Like Doctor Fate has no age. Like he's immortal. That's so true. It's not, yeah. He's he's never going to get into a hand to hand combat that you're taking. Fuck. The Rock is way bigger than Doctor Fate because Doctor Fate has so many powers that it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like Doctor Fate could fight him sitting down if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you fight him asleep, probably just astral project and possess him. <laughs> and you also have Hawkman, who's in this movie as well. He's a, he's an archaeologist as well, so there could be a weird archaeology that they come across something to do with like Black Adam, who's from Egyptian times. Maybe there's a scenario where they're like going scavenging through Egyptian ruins, and they come across some artifact that is Black Adam. They awaken, yeah, like the the yeah. It, uh, it could, yeah, and it could be as simple as that. And it's like the intro, and then there's the flashback to how Black Adam got his powers, and then it's more modern day, um, mm. where like now it's Doctor Fate fighting Black Adam. But I think, um, do you think Black Adam as a movie? I think The Rock is like he has been touted for this role forever. Um, yeah, because he was the perfect the, cast. Like He's the perfect cast, but is he the perfect cast? Because The Rock is the lo- most likable man in the world, and Black Adam is a bad guy. It, it, I, I think that is it. It's going to hard not to be on side for Black Adam through most of this movie. And, and, and like Zachary Levi, very nice man, but oh. nobody can compete with the charisma of The Rock. No, you can't. Like, in a charisma fight, The Rock wins every time. Exactly. So I like that's the reason like The Rock was a bad guy in wrestling, but people just really liked him. 
it's just it didn't because he was so funny and just like so likable as a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. And he could like he just has that air of like it's the confidence that he'll say it with, and he'll be really nice while he's telling you that you're worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think this cast is getting stronger every single time, and like, and all the characters they're using is very much in a in a specific niche of DC that you have all of these magic historical like Hawkman is hundreds of years old as well. Whatever, I don't know what version they're doing, but I'm assuming this is the one that's from years back. Yeah, so you have Black Adam, who's also from many years ago. Doctor Fate has no time. Like the Doctor Fate helmet is just a mantle you pass on. Yeah, it so can be anyone. It can be anyone. Like you could even have a Doctor Fate fought Black Adam back in Egyptian times, and that's why he's been captured all these years. That, like that, and that's it. And like you said, there's no set time that it has to be because the characters are flexible like that. You can drop mm. them pretty much anywhere, and they can still look like you know forty to seventy year old men. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see how to do this, but I also take I hope it does well. It has the rock front and center, so it could be a great introduction to all of these other side characters that probably wouldn't get the love it otherwise. Exactly, yeah. So I, I'm 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 interested to see where this goes. I'm actually probably more interested in this than I was in Shazam. Yeah, because uh, this one has like it has the historical thing going for it and like set in the past. Like that. This may be a little more interesting than let's watch a kid with superpowers. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, so we're gonna have to move on to our next piece of news, and this is not DC related, but it does involve magic, and I think you're gonna like it. So we have another movie reboot coming our ah, way, Sean. I'm not going and to like it. It's planned at Sony. It's a Sony reboot. A I know Sony you like reboot. this. What could it? Um, hmm. Bewitched. A bewitched movie I, reboot is coming. Was it was it a light news week this week, Connor? <laughs> no. Sometimes there's lots of news, but yeah. I specifically pick news stories to aggravate you. <laughs> okay, so are they rebooting the TV show or the movie Bewitched that they made in the early two thousands? It will be based on the original TV show this time. Right. Okay. Right. Is this as a direct response to WandaVision? Um, you know what I think it's the same plot <laughs> for the first five episodes anyway it's just, yeah it's just going to be crazy hijinks with magic, magical powers you have you have a witch named Samantha and her mortal husband who's a, an advertising executive named Darren and I mean like he was played by Will Ferrell wasn't he in he the was, 2000s yeah That's, was I it never... Nicole Kidman it was, I, was I she was... the witch uh, be- bewitched movie. Hang on, I'm- 2005. This came out. Yeah, Nicole Kidman yeah. and Will Ferrell. It came and went, and it, ha- it was the biggest box office of the 2000s. I can remember. Uh, was it? <laughs> no, was, it, it was it the biggest box office with 131.4 million? I think it made four billion dollars. I think it, it, it rivaled Avatar. Connor, it cost 85 million to make, and it made 131 million. <laughs> That's pretty poor. So a safe that's bet, not I would fact- say. That's not factoring in Farrell and the Kidman's pay slips. Oh, but yeah, like, guess who else is in it? There's uh, Michael Caine is in it. Fuck off. Yeah. No way with Michael Caine in that. He starred in that and Batman Begins in the same year. <laughs> oh my God, what a year for Michael Caine. It's, it's an up and down year. He must have just like put a new mortgage on the house or something and he was just paying it <laughs> off. <laughs> 
<laughs> like he was doing bad in the beginning. He was like, "Oh, this is good. This is good." Then he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it. I just do bewitched." <laughs> I just ah, uh, just I'm, bu- uh, I'm I'm too bored of being a butler. I want to be just a regular man in bewitched. <laughs> So it underperformed in theatres in yeah, the 2000s, Sean. But now they've decided that they're bringing it back. And the world needs another Bewitched movie. Sean, do you feel like after WandaVision, people want to see a Bewitched movie, which is literally just a series where there's a human dude and it's basically she's doing magic and she's like, he doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that like... <laughs> I think the format worked back in the day because it was like it was serialized on television. But I think like people didn't watch it in 2005. I get that one division has made like people be like, oh, that was cool back in the day. But I think what and, and this new movie would be based on that original series. But I don't think there's the like interest in it. I don't think that would get people to go to a cinema. Maybe it could work as like an, a streaming movie that you just make a movie and put it on like Netflix or any of those I don't think this will do I think this will do exactly as well as the 2005 film <laughs> I would bring Will Ferrell back just like oh, no, come back in again it'll be fine it'll be fine we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah. who do you cast? who do I cast in, in the lead roles as in the lead roles because you, you need you need a, a witch and you need um, a, a husband who doesn't understand. Hmm. Who's who's kind of like a bumbling husband? Uh, see, I don't think Will Ferrell is perfect for that role. No. I, th- I think you need more bumbling. Will Andy Ferrell Sandberg? Is too, like, oh, Andy Sandberg. And he's always reacting like, with, like what? Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. That's, that's, that's odd what just happened. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. That is fucking weird. Andy Samberg and um, Florence Pugh. There you go. <laughs> yes, I would watch that. The uh, or uh, what's the name of the lady from Queen's Gambit? Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know she's she's above this. She's <laughs> also Florence Pugh is way above this. Florence Pugh well. is also everyone's way above this. Con Andy Samberg <laughs> is way above this. He's like, I'm, I'm recording Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode 20, or series 20. I'm not doing fucking this. What have you got, like, Pete Davidson in? <laughs> oh, no. But yes. Yes. Wouldn't that be a train wreck? It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think this could work as a terrible idea. So they are bringing back a bewitched movie shot. I'm excited. I'm middling on it so far. I'll, middling I'll on reserve it. judgment until, you know, they cast uh, The Rock and Pierce Brosnan in it. Oh, I would watch The Rock and Pierce Brosnan as a do- bubbling uh, win- <laughs> They're like a couple, but like, P- who's magic out of that? Rock or Pierce? I think I think Pierce would be magic. Mm. And The Rock would try and solve but everything with strength, but Pierce would be messing <laughs> with him the whole time. <laughs> he comes in, all the chairs are on the top of each other, and The Rock just like starts picking them up and fucking them around the room. <laughs> What's going on in here? Uh, so, yeah, look. <laughs> make it if you want, Sony. I have no interest in it. They're going to include it in the Spider-Verse, I can only assume. They're going to fold it into Spider-Verse, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally, tight, tight, yeah. tight, tight. <laughs> tight, tight. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sandberg. Sandberg, if you're um, out there. <laughs> um, okay, so shall we're going to move on to our next piece of news. Now, I said there was going to be one bit of Snyder, Snyder talk. Yes. And... Hopefully this is the last, but I don't think it will be. Are you restoring the Snyder talk, Connor? 
Hashtag Restore the Snyderverse has crossed one million tweets as Zack Snyder fans continue to rally that we bring back the Snyderverse of version of the DCEU after the success of Justice League. I, Sean. I've, yeah, I've heard this. I've seen this. I'm like... Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder both came out and said, no, look, that, that that's probably not happening. Like, mm. they've both come out and said that. Um, so I don't think just hassling Warner Brothers on social media is the way to get that done. But yeah, what if I want it? I don't <laughs> want it now! Fine, I guess, but I, <laughs> I, do, I think they're done with it now. I think because there was so yeah. much confusion around the launch. That, and apparently, look, the launch and everything went well for them um but there was so much just like oh didn't justice league already come out and like people who aren't in the know about it were like that movie came out in 2017 why is it four hours long now so Mm. i think that like they just want all that behind them they want to move on with the dc universe that they want to make which isn't Zack snyder's one and i don't even think Zack snyder wants to do it i well saying that if they drive a truckload of money to his house and tip it onto the grass yeah. and it's like, we will give you $50 million to do a movie, Zach. I think even I would be like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just, yeah, I'll do another I'll do, Justice I'll League. paycheck, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, he probably wants to move on as well because this is all his life has been, but it was a project, um, it was a passion project for him, Justice League. But I think Justice League, at four hours... Um, was able to breed, but do you think number two, does this set a bad precedent if then he gets to come back and start doing more movies? I think so. It, I don't like the fact that just by people whining on the internet they can get what they want. You like, <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's just me, but I think that, look, if a mov- some, some movies can just be shit. You don't have to keep making them until they're right. Mm. Um, like some movies you just have to leave them lie because where does it end then like if a movie is fine then does it get remade because mm. like, I mean we both did a review last week of Zack Snyder's Justice League and we thought it's much better than the other one but yeah it's an I, improved movie and I'm allowed to say I thought that was much better and I liked a lot more characters in it now four hours still probably a bit long could probably go to three hours but in terms of character development a million times better but I don't really want another one (laughs) I'm like I'm fine yeah I'm done with that was a cool experiment uh, to see what would happen if a movie was recut but I don't think every director who's ever had to deal with studio interference now has to do another cut of a movie like they're they're looking for an air cut for Snyder cut or (laughs) for for Suicide Squad Uh, they're looking for apparently like an NC-17 rated Mrs. Doubtfire Yes. It's gone mad. It's gone, it's gone mad. Absolute, yeah, I I think it's it's set a precedent now that I don't like. Just let the movie be shit. And in the in the old days, a movie was just shit. Yeah, and it just moved on. Look at Fantastic Four. Like look at all of those times. <laughs> and they didn't they didn't recut the original Fantastic Four. They just made new movies. Yeah, which were still and, shit. And, and also, this brings back a whole host of issues. If you restore the universe, then what does happens with Ben Affleck? Do you bring him back? Do you, Do you have a whole separate? Like, imagine I seen a lot of uh, images this week on on the internet, Sean. On oh, the you, internet now. You've been on and that internet again, Connor. I've been on the internet, and they were basically like, 
what DC could do is they have the Snyderverse over here and you mm-hmm. have Batman and Justice League and Su- Superman and Wonder Woman all there and then you have you have your own separate thing from Matt Reeves' Batman and, and all that universe and then you have the animated universe and so they have all these separate universes going on at once and I'm like try to explain that to someone that's not us involved in this nerd shit yeah. that you're like Ben Affleck is Batman but Robert Pattinson is also Batman, but they're not in the same universe as Batman. It's hard enough explaining the different Spider-Men to people that haven't seen it, and they and weren't even at the same time. No, but there's <laughs> also a movie dealing with like all the different Spider-Men, and like yes. you kind of need to be on board with the idea. Like, and look, multiverses can work. Comics are a perfect example of that. But but comics have a buy-in. That you are a nerd and you will be okay with reading many different versions of Batman. Fair enough. Yeah. But if they're trying to sell this to the common people, <laughs> to the common people, <laughs> to the, co- to to the, the plebeians, to the people, to the people <laughs> unlike us who have lives. Yes. They were, it's very hard to explain to them. Like, there's just going to be a lot of conversations with someone talking to their partner. And just being like, look, right, Ben Affleck, this is the Ben Affleck Batman movie, right? It's different from the Matt Reeves movie. Don't worry about it. Do you know the perfect example of this, Connor? Try and explain the last 15 or 20 years of X-Men movies to someone. (laughs) (laughs) It's the exact same. And then they're like, and they're like, what days of future past? Is that what happened there? Is that reset? Is Logan? What universe is Logan? Don't worry about it. Honestly, so, it's fine. It's grand. It's just... you don't need to worry about it. McAvoy and Stewart are both Professor X, sometimes at the same time in the same movie, but they did yeah. different things at different times in their lives. Yeah, and sometimes McAvoy is in the Deadpool movie, Deadpool 2, but that ruins the timeline for the rest of the movies, but the timeline's fucked because Days of Future Past. Oh, God, I have a headache. <laughs> yeah, and Quicksilver is in it. Now, now look, he was in WandaVision. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like, you say the sentence, and then go, well, and then you have to explain another bit. <laughs> yeah, like, hang on, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain that sidebar that I just went on in another sidebar. <laughs> It's, it, it gets so convoluted so quickly and you, it should be the simplest thing in the world to just make here's Batman he's in a movie that's yeah. it <laughs> like but uh, yeah I think Zack Snyder I don't think he even wants to do it and maybe if he does um, I feel like they don't want them the, the Warner Brothers CEO came out and they were like we appreciate Zack's work and we're very thankful for his contributions to DC and we're so happy he got to bring out Justice League Go with the lion for Good him. on you, Zach. We don't have any plans to do anything else with him. No, we and want to go in a fine. different direction in the future. And uh, yeah, exactly. That's fine. Let just let Justice League be cool. And Zack Snyder, I think, is in a much better place if he doesn't bring out another film. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you always always retire on top. Ex- <laughs> like yeah, because because as far as like the fan base and everyone concerned, Zack Snyder won against Warner Brothers he got to put out yeah. his own version of Justice League and it was a good one and it, like oh man if only he had more movies and then he could live the rest of his life taken uh, and every, every Reddit comment section uh, Zack Snyder wouldn't have done that Zack yeah. Snyder would have done a way better movie than this and you know what I think if that movie that he put out had been two and a half or three hours long I think I might want to see more of it mmm interesting but, interesting because yeah. I, yeah, I agree I, I like everyone in it yeah, I yeah I like the, those versions of the characters more than the ones in the Joss Whedon version. 
Um, but, but, it, but me being excited about that doesn't make me I'm way more excited about Robert Pattinson's Batman as well yeah that's the better looking movie to me that's the one I actually want to watch more of yeah just for that one bit where he punches the tug oh, <laughs> repeatedly after that one scene I was literally like all my chips in I'm, I'm <laughs> fine the house is on this one and I don't care <laughs> <laughs> okay Sean we're going to move on um, We will keep you updated on Snyder Cut news But I think that might be it I, th- I yeah. think we could be finished um, So we're moving on to a new story That I have specifically picked Just for you Sean Shit. Okay. Because Many people who listen to the show Know Sean has very few loves And uh, he's a very dark man Very very aggressive <laughs> yeah, Off very... camera, off, off mic that's, Well that's because um, of the drinking that's the drinking and the drugs, mostly. Um, but uh, but uh, what Sean also... He loves very few things. He loves car- comic characters that have spherical-shaped heads. It's true. And very true. dumb powers. And, and then he also loves a certain movie series that nobody remembers, but he loves... And that is National Treasure Series is yes. coming to Disney+. Plus. Fuck yeah. <laughs> really? Is this good news? Yes. Excellent. Okay, so for, for for people who might not be in the know, I think I've seen national. I think I've seen National Treasure one about seven times. I've seen National yeah. Treasure two, Book of Secrets, about fourteen times. Yeah, so about okay, so that's twenty one. So about t- nineteen times too many. From if you add up all the times you should have seen those two movies. Look, I think they're solid. You get a bit of history in there, a bit of action adventure, comedy, <laughs> romance, kind of. It's all Can there. Just really quickly, just run everyone back through the plot of National Treasure One and then two. Okay, so th- quite simple in the first one. Uh, yeah. That Nicolas Cage is trying to steal the re- the Declaration of Independence <laughs> because there's a map to a treasure on the back of it. Um, Gorgeous. With little to no effort and only one other person helping him, he does it. He just steals yeah. it. Um, yeah. And then they go on the run, because obviously people are after them. Um, because, oh yeah, they found... Fa- you would be. Sorry, let, uh, yeah, absolutely. And also, let me explain that they knew to go to the Declaration of Independence, because mm. Sean Bean and Nicolas Cage went on a trip to the North Pole, and they found a boat. And in that boat was a pipe... And in that pipe was a piece of paper, and it effectively said, look on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So then they got Riley involved. Written in crayon. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's crayons. Um, and the whole thing ends up like, knowledge was their greatest treasure all along. But then, It's all the friends they made along the way. That's it. But then Nicolas Cage takes a torch from the wall uh, mm. and lights it. And then there's a whole bunch of treasure all over the place, like actual Fuck. treasure. National treasure. A national treasure, if you will. And then Sean yeah. Bean gets arrested. Um, and then in the... Doesn't s- die, though. Doesn't die, for once. It's good for Sean. Could pop up in the series. Uh, <laughs> national treasure, too, then. Um, so you'd think things would be going well with all the money. But uh, Diane Kruger and Nicolas Cage broke up. Oh, Diane Kruger was in the first one as well. Uh, so they broke up. And then... Only you know this. Not even Diane Kruger knows she was in this film. But then, uh, so, Ed Harris, uh, being a bad mm. bad bloke, uh, he decides yeah. that he's going to drag Nicolas Cage's family through the mud because apparently his ancestors committed treason or some shit. Um, so they needed a cipher to work out um, a map to where the lost city of gold was. Um, oh, for God's sake. But he's already after finding a load of gold, Sean. He doesn't need any more no, gold. There was knowledge and books and shit as well. This one's just oh, gold. Right. 
So I, I'm sick of all this half gold. I want a room full of gold. And so through an adventure with his father, John Voigt, um, Nicholas Cage uh, reconnects uh, his estranged mother with his father. <laughs> through a mutual it shared love of history and treasure. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, honestly, honestly, the fact that that didn't win two Oscars for both movies is a travesty. It really is, and look, yeah, it's, it's the, 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 also the treasures inside Mount Rushmore the whole time. Uh, yeah, and Ed and Harris what, is there like, in a room. there like an eagle thing? There is something to do with eagles. Very good. So the, there's an eagle on a rock that only shows up when it's raining, uh, and so Nicholas Cage puts his hand <laughs> into a hole uh, to apparently open Mount Rushmore. And yeah. the, <laughs> say that line again to open Mount Rushmore, Connor. It's a complicated yeah, series obviously, of yeah, yeah. rope and levers. Oh, we're after forgetting to lock Mount Rushmore for the night. I'm after going home. Oh, I left the lights on in Mount Rushmore. <laughs> did I? Did I leave the back gate open? No. Did I lock out Mount Rushmore? No. So Nicholas Cage has his hand in this eagle rock to like open Mount Rushmore and then he screams as if it was a trap, <laughs> just to yeah. worry everyone while he's there. Oh. John Voight didn't have enough worries. No, but John, he was he was busy reconnecting with his estranged wife, Connor. Dead right. But but yeah, and uh, the I, I think his character is called is a, is a Gates, is a Benjamin Gates, is Nicholas Cage's character. How do I not remember the character name? Hang on. You could tell me every single fucking thing in the film, but not the, what the man is called. Nick Cage, National Treasure. It's definitely Gates. Something Gates. Hang on there now. Also, he uses MSN for a search engine. That's That stuck out to me as weird. Yeah, that's it. His name is Benjamin Franklin Gray Gates. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. So with that recap done, Connor. Yeah. Is the National Treasure movies coming to Disney Plus or they're making a series about it? They're making a brand new series, but it won't be picking up where National Treasure Book of Secrets left off. Okay, because here's the thing. Here's why I think about National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets so much. I can, by the way, I can see Sean on camera and he put like two big fists up in the air and then they got slowly lower <laughs> as I said there wasn't going to be a follow-up. So, the, look, the Book of Secrets in... The titular Book of Secrets refers to yeah. a book that is given to the US presidents that just contain every secret in American history. Um mm. And Nick Cage has a look at this book. Um, <laughs> Just like, have to look. He kidnaps the president. And yeah. he, the president is like, hey, when you get that book, have a look at page 47 for me. Um, mm. And then the movie ends um, with them having cleared the Gates family name. And they meet the president in an aircraft hangar. And the president is like, hey, you ever get a look at that page? And Nicolas Cage says, oh, yes, it could be the most important discovery in human history and then they left it there in like 2008 and i think th- i've actually thought about it maybe once a fortnight since <laughs> um, i will never love anything as much as you love national treasure <laughs> Two <Book> secrets <laughs> and so i just like to let you go off <laughs> i appreciate that i really do but i'm also devastated now because i'm gonna have i'm not gonna find out what's on that page ah but Sean, maybe I was tricking you. Maybe I wasn't giving you all the information that was available. Because Mr. Jerry Brookheimer, yeah. the producer of the original two, has greenlit this series, right? Right. That's fine. 
yeah. it has the original writers and it has uh, the producer Jerry Bruckheimer. He's going to be producing this new series for Disney Plus. It's going to follow a very younger, a lot younger cast, right. and it'll have a new main character. It's going to be a reimagining of sorts, and it'll follow Jess Morales as she goes around finding things about uncovering secrets about her family's history and such. But Jerry was not going to stop there, Sean, because oh, he said not like that Jerry. <laughs> although it, he said the one for Disney Plus is a much younger cast. It's the same concept, but a young cast. The one for theatrical would be the same cast, and we're hoping to get that started and up and running in the next few years. So, Sean, yes. there is rumours that Mr. Jerry Bruckheimer has said that number three could be coming to our screens very soon. I mean... I really hope so because, mm. like, it's been it's 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 been over a decade. It's been like nearly fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, but nobody other than you cares. <laughs> I care a lot, and that should count for at least four hundred people. I think because <laughs> I I I like that Jerry Bruckheimer's still doing. I I hope he's not doing it just for a paycheck. I wouldn't put that on Jerry at all. Are you saying that the, you want these movies made for passion? <laughs> just for. <laughs> The love of history that the first two. I love how you're like shitting on Zack Snyder for like making a four hour movie. Like, ah, that's not passion. He's just mad about money or whatever. Like, I hope they make Book of Secrets 3, National <laughs> Treasure, with love. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be Book of Secrets 3, Connor. Sorry, no, you're one right. Book too. of Secrets, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so they are going to be doing a series that you could watch that might maybe quench your appetite because the movies. They say there could be a tree coming with the original cast in the next few years, Sean. How do you feel about that? I'm so actually, honestly, embarrassingly excited. <laughs> mm. Almost to the point of you probably should be embarrassed, isn't it? I, I, I Look, I think you should like what you like and not be ashamed of mm. it. And I really like National Treasure, Connor. You dickhead. <laughs> I got you a National Treasure mug for your birthday. You did, you did. You're the real National <laughs> Treasure. It's it. It said, oh yeah, you're the real national treasure. I'm trying to remember what it said. It's Nicholas Cage um, smiling. It is. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to show that story to you, Sean, because I knew that would excite you. Because our next story is about something that you don't really like as much, and that oh. is Transformers. So oh. there is a new Transformers movie in development, separate from the main franchise, is what we have found out. Paramount is developing a new Transformers movie that is going to be an offshoot. And will be their first live action Transformers movie. Or sorry, that will be their next live action Transformers movie. Um, so it's not going to be involved with 5, 6, 7, 8. It's going to be its own separate thing like Bumblebee. Right, okay. So it's just a, a story about a Transformer and some and some adventures. Mm-hmm. And it's, th- it's still developing more Transformers movie as well though. Just to let you know, Paramount still working on 5, 6, and 7. Oh, good. I was but, worried for a second there mm, that we mightn't get a sequel yeah. to the King Arthur-based Transformers movie where the Earth is a Transformer. Where do you go from there? How can the stakes be raised? Uh, universe is a Transformer, maybe? Universe is a Transformer. Yeah. Universe is a Transformer. Yeah. Every planet is a Transformer, and then they all the planets fight. Or, or there's like a Transformer-human hybrid that they have. Oh shit, somebody's going to turn into a robot. Yeah. It's going to be the plot of Iron Man 3. <laughs> oh, that is a plot of Iron Man 3. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. <laughs> I mean, like, look, Bumblebee was pretty good. Um, I think I think you can tell those kind of smaller stories. Like, it doesn't have to be a story where the world is at stake 
or Megatron mm. is invading and he's going to kill everyone. Just like, hey, we found a Transformer. Let's let's get up to some shit. They are also, by the way, still working on the next Transformers film um, in the series. So, as I mentioned, they have the two of them in development at the same time. Now, this is weird because Transformers movies have been losing more and more money every single one that comes out. Yeah. And normally at this point you would take, right, we've got the five... Um, and we've done the Bumblebee movies, so technically six, and the interest... Bumblebee was well-received, but the last few in the, re- in the main cast were kind of, eh, not very well-received, lost a lot of money, and they're spending a lot of money doing the films. You would think, maybe we should keep it at one, but Paramount doubling down, doing two at the same time. Just, I mean, why, like, double your resources when you can spread them between two projects, yeah. is what I would say. See, they're like, it worked for Marvel. So they're working on four movies a year, so we can do two. <laughs> we have Transformers, lads. <laughs> lads. Everyone loves Transformers. The planet's a Transformer. It's like the head of Transformer in it. Like he's in the middle of a circle uh, with all of the like studio executives there all around. And he's just like, God, Transformers, Transformers. Trans-. <laughs> he's starting a chant. And he's wearing and an Optimus Feige's Prime there, like, this is, this is weird. And John Cena's there being like, I'm in the Suicide Squad now, it doesn't matter. I don't need you dickheads. I've got, I'm bigger than this. I've got successful DC money. <laughs> Do you feel like there's an audience for another Transformers offshoot film? I mean, there's been an audience for all the other ones. Like, however dwindling it might be. Um, Can I tell you who's going to write it, though? This might this might set you back. Right. Do you remember a little movie that Marvel did for Netflix known as Dare not Daredevil, The Defenders. Sorry, The Defenders. Defenders. The writer for The Defenders will be writing the script for this Transformers film. So oh, the series where oh New York was built on dragon bones and then they just destroy yeah. it at the end. And then Iron Fist is like, I'll never punch the wall that only I can punch and release the dragons. And then... And then, and then, then goes the like, troll punches you, someone. Yeah, and then they're like, bet you can't get me. Bet you can't get me. Iron Fist is like, I'm so mad, I'm going to punch you right now. And then he punches the dragons because he's a fucking <laughs> yeah. dumbass in that show. <laughs> and in his own show. And in every show, Danny Rand, fuck off. I Oh, look, I, I don't... It doesn't give any details about like what Transformer it might be or anything like that. It does not, no. But I don't think it's going to be Bumblebee because they've already done Bumblebee. So I'm assuming Optimus Prime. I'm thinking Soundwave. Oh, Soundwave. Here's okay. my re- here's my reasoning, right? He starts a podcast. <laughs> That'd be really good. Uh, no, I want like set it in the eighties or the nineties and make Soundwave be like the actual boombox. Uh, that he used to be in the cartoon, and he takes a ragtag dance crew and brings them to the top of nat- nationals. It's the plot of Save the Last Dance from 2001. You do Save the Last Dance, but with a Transformer. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? And, and Soundwave's there, and he's like, these ballerinas and these hip-hop dancers, they're never going to get along. And then eventually, they get along they and get- they win the competition. They, they learn that it's their differences that strengthen them, not make them mm. weaker. Kind. And the community centre is about to go under, but they need $1,000, and the competition gives them $1,001 as a prize. Tax-free. <laughs> Tax no the tax is on the one dollar. <laughs> so, so it's nine hundred and ninety nine that they get in the end and they lose the crew. 
<laughs> They're like, oh, we couldn't make the one dollar. We got so close. And Soundwave just pulls out like a gun and is just like, well, I guess that's the end of this story. <laughs> and it cuts to black like The Sopranos. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. I would watch that movie. I think it'd be all right. Like, put Transformers in weird situations. Fuck it. Yeah, I, t- I think... No, I still think they're going to do Optimus Prime. Because I, Optimus Prime hasn't had his own movie. And that is mad to that me because it's the only one people know. Yeah, he's the most well-known Transformer. Um, even after Bumblebee got his own movie. N- and, like, it's annoying because they've already shown Optimus Prime can fly, but he didn't fly in any other film. So, do you show him flying in his own movie? But then that implies, if it's set in the 90s, that for all the other movies, he was like, ah, I don't need the wings today. We're, gonna we're, need, we're about to die. We're going to need fine. someone to explain the Transformers timeline, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to need someone? We're, we're gonna, what we were doing earlier on in regards to the Snyderverse and all the Batman things, we're going to need someone to explain that to us. But like, and yeah, and sorry, actually, another thing. Um, they have the <laughs> while planet. <you're> <laughs> and then, while you're there, actually, another thing. Optimus Prime can fly, but he didn't fly, but he has a big sword, but sometimes he doesn't fly. Don't worry about There's dragons. There's dinosaur transformers, but they're not really seen that often. I wouldn't worry about them as actual well. Actual wizards, like Merlin. Merlin yeah. was a dude. The Tooch is there. The Tooch is around sometimes. The, the, the Tooch is like a constant in the Transformers universe. Like he's in most of I w- the movies. I would, watch, I would watch the Transformers movie if the Tooch was the main character. Oh my God. Yeah. And he has, he's the inventor of the boombox because he meets Soundwave <laughs> in the 90s. And he's like, this dance crew's never going to win. <laughs> and then he, t- he becomes the leader of the dance crew. Yeah. Originally, he's, like, against it. He's like, Soundwave, you're crazy. He, I'm Stanley Tucci, and I know dancing, and that's wor- not dancing. He works for the law firm that's trying to shut down the community centre. And Yeah, and he feels bad, but, like, he's like, I have to do it, man, it's my job. Yeah. And then he sees the dance crew perform, and he's like, you know what? And he rips the paper up in front of them. There'll be no payments today, boys. <laughs> rips off his sleeves and just starts fucking going for it. <laughs> starts spinning on his head. <laughs> It's chromed dome. <laughs> <He's> the- <laughs> I would watch that movie. I think this is the worst, best movie we've ever done. I, th- I think if we pitched this to the Tooch, he'd love it. <laughs> the Tooch would do anything. He doesn't give him a fucking martini, he'll do anything. Yeah, I'm a- oh man, I love the Tooch. I'm glad he's definitely going to be in this new Transformers movie that we've yeah. made up. And-, and when he's not cast, and this is just an Optimus Prime movie that's by the numbers, we're going to be disappointed. Oh, we will restore the Toochiverse. Mm, that doesn't work. Not really. Stan? We stand the tooch? We stand the tooch, yes. We stand the tooch. <laughs> Excellent um, work, Connor. So, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is a little more DC news before we get to the main event, Sean. Okay. Um, Mr. J.J. Abrams J. J. has Abrams. been... Uh, he's been doing a Superman reboot that we covered a little bit before. Yes. Um, and originally we thought it was just going to be a full reboot. Henry Cavill is out. But now it's a bit more mixed up because the news is that J.J. Abrams' super, Superman reboot rumored to exist in the DCEU and Henry Cavill could appear, but it won't follow Superman. But it'll follow another Kryptonian. Right. Hmm. Okay, I'm confused by what that means. Like, I know they were talking about having Henry Cavill be more of a cameo-type dude from now on. That he wouldn't necessarily be the main star of a solo movie. But also, what um, 
where does this Superman movie take place? I, I'm assuming, like in the timeline, I'm assuming it's after Justice League, but in that case, which one? Uh, it takes place, I'm assuming, after the Zack Snyder Justice League, because I think that's now canon, but this would also exist in the same universe as the likes of Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and would be a one-off, like Joker or the Batman. But, okay, so... But Clark Kent is not involved. There's going to be another superhuman Superman. But it's another Kryptonian, they're saying. Another Kryptonian, yes. And it's not um, his cousin, who... Su- Super Supergirl? It's not Supergirl. It's not Supergirl. It's Superman. They are doing a Supergirl movie as well. This is a Superman reboot. <laughs> this is... How do they keep doing this? How do they keep confusing this further? So, okay, look, you can have two people be the same... Because they can both be Superman. There, there was four Supermen at one point in the comics. I'm yeah, like that. D- during Doomsday, when Doomsday turned up, it was there was four Supermen. But surely they've missed the boat on that now that Superman is back. I feel like there was a gap there in the market. And they just kind of didn't fill it. <laughs> yeah, like it was never addressed. So, like I could understand if there was like a time skip involved in Justice League of maybe a couple of years, and then you go back and explain, oh. There were this this Superman was operating during that time, kind of under the radar. Mm. Then at the end of the movie, Henry Cavill comes in and is like, "Thanks for your help." But to just have hey, another Kryptonian showed up, how? How many Kryptonians are left? So rumors have been already circling that the new Superman will either be Val Zod or Calvin Elv- Ellis, both of whom would be new characters where the silver screen is concerned, Sean. And again, this idea could work with either of these characters following some slight tweaks to their comic book origin, Sean. So, but they've also rumored that Michael B. Jordan will be the Superman in this. So you could have a scenario. Where there's a Superman movie where both Supermen are Michael B. Jordan or Henry Cavill. Which to me sounds like you'll get people in oh, to see that. excellent poster, I must say. Um, so apparently Val Zod was for, is from a different universe. He's from Earth 2. Yeah. And so I, I guess you just pull in a Superman from another universe. Um, that he's like the last survivor there. But... Okay. Can we... But that... But then, whoa, hang on, because if there's other universes, then, then where does... Hang on, because if there's other universes, and have they established that yet? Because it's the, the nightmare stuff that's in fucking Zack Snyder's Justice League is meant to be in the future, or is that an alternate timeline? Or is it a dream? Um, it's a dream? Is it a dream? I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> um, so Cal- Calvin Ellis is also Kal-El, and he's the Superman of Earth-23. Okay, so they're going probably with alternate universe flies through a rip in time or something. Yeah, and Calvin Ellis is normally the President of the United States. Oh, interesting. He's also, he's also an African-American Superman, which would factor in Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, perfect. So is Val Zod, by the way, from what I'm seeing on yeah. the wiki. So yeah, that all that all fits that Michael B. Jordan is definitely Superman, as we dreamed. <laughs> well, he's rumoured, and J.J. Abrams has come out and said it's either going to be these two, or rumours are saying that it's either these two. But it, I suppose they would fuel one another. Yeah, exactly. And I think, look, 
it, it's, I still think it's cooler if you just make Michael B. Jordan Superman, Clark Kent. Like, don't like back regular, out of it. Just, like, lean into it that it's, like, it's actual Clark Kent. <laughs> I don't think they'll have the balls. But we've always said comic book characters are comic book characters. Like, just let them be whoever. Like, cast whoever's the best. And so I would be... T- I think it's really cool if they just cast Clark Kent as Michael B. Jordan. And- I no, I, de- I definitely think that would be cool. Look, alternate universe stuff can also be cool, um, and it can also mm. work. Like there's there's no reason it can't. It works in comics. It can work in film. Um, it might need a bit of explanation up top. Um, you might need to do some hand wavy science to say how like oh the when the mother box is fused, it brought together all the universes for a brief instant. There's something like that shit. Mm. Um, but. I'm just, it's odd that they would include Henry Cavill. Because if they want to do a Superman movie that isn't about Henry Cavill's version of Superman, why would you put him in it at all? Unless he gives the other Superman a thumbs up. It's like, you're doing alright kid, I'll leave this to you. I guess. But they kind of did that with the ending of Shazam, but Henry Cavill wasn't in it. Yeah, they just used, like, his shoulders. Yeah, they just used a, a, a body double uh, in a Superman mm. suit. I don't... I'm, I I think I just... I'm so... Conf- not even confused. I'm so burned by the DCEU that I'm, like, reluctant to get too interested in this project. Okay. Because what if, it, okay, what if it's shit, Connor? What, what if it is shit? So, okay, I, I wanted to give that just as a bit of a taster. They are going to be doing... Um, another Superman reboot J.J. Abrams is producing it um, his bad robot company is behind it and so Henry Cavill is in it but he's not in it but there's a whole new Superman that's rumoured to be Michael B. Jordan so that is going on on the side okay we'll yes. keep you updated any other news on that but Sean the big news this week is also DC related and it's something you might be interested in oh. because it is the trailer for the Suicide Squad that is James Gunn's the Suicide Squad Sean we've seen the trailer what are your thoughts? Uh, this is quite, this is this looks like a fun movie. Um, mm. It looks more indie than I thought it would. Yes, like it looks very yeah. much like um, it. Lo- and and I I don't like using the word, but it looks like passion project kind of. Um, that like oh they're just they're doing what they can with what they have in this movie. Um, it looks the cast is gigantic. The cast is ridiculous. There's a bit at the end where yeah. it flashes up all the names of the cast members, and it's it's one of the most A-list casts that I've ever been in a film together. But I think it's A-list cast, but also like A-listers for people like us that like they probably aren't like. I think Nathan Fillion is like a massive nerd favourite. Yeah. But I don't know if Nathan Fillion has like Pierce Brosnan draw power. But for us, we're like, oh, Nathan Fillion's in this. I think this is good. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, there's, like, it shows quite a lot about who's on the, like, it shows every character, doesn't it? Like, in who. In, but it shows every character in a way to, they're going to kill them all off, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And there's, the, the one thing I will say, we don't see Taika Waititi at all. No, we don't, actually. That's very interesting. Yeah, I never even realised that. Yeah, so Taika Waititi is in this film. Whether he's doing mocap or he's doing a voice or he's doing just a, he's a regular man, I don't know. But it's really cool. So it starts off with like they're planning a rescue of Harley Quinn. 
Yeah. Uh, and they seem much more like an actual dysfunctional team in this one and not just a bunch of gruff people walking through the streets together. And I, I didn't even recognise Joel Kinnaman as... No. Um, like, I, I didn't recognise him whatsoever, so I was kind of just, like, looking at him. And then when he started talking, I was like, that's Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> he looks completely different. He does. He looks like... Because uh, this is kind of a sequel to the first Suicide Squad. Like, a lot of stuff is carrying over. Um, but he looks like, after that one, he's just had a rough fucking time of it. And it, he looks like yeah. he's just been putting himself on every mission he can just to keep himself well, busy. His, his dancing girlfriend died, Sean. That's, oh, and the community centre was taken over. <laughs> and the community centre. He's a grand off saving it. I have to dance, Margot, dance. <laughs> and they, they have a whole... We see, like, um, Peacemaker and... Uh, blood, blood shot, blood sport. Um, blood sport, yes. Yeah. Blood, so blood sport is Idris Elba. That's it. They don't get along, and I think that's going to play into things later. Mm, I I think that this it really brings up like blood sport is the leader of the team as well as Joel Kinnaman. Um, I I'm just going to call him Joel Kinnaman. Don't worry about it. Uh, Rick Flag, right? But it's Joel Kinnaman, and so he's the leader along with Bloodsport, which I think works, but also means Idris Elba's definitely going to die. There's not a hope he gets out of this alive. Yeah, but, um, but he's also he's definitely the one who like hates everyone, but has given himself up to save everyone, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah no. Absolutely. Cool. So you have you also have John Cena, as we mentioned. You've got Margot Robbie, and um, the team is. Includes Bloodsport, Peacemaker, who's John Cena, who has the great line in this trailer that's like, um, if the, if this beach was full of, uh, or if the beach was full of dicks, and someone told me I had to suck every single one of them, or sit on every single one of them I, for I liberty. I had to eat every I single would. dick to fr- to oh, for liberty. <laughs> for liberty. I would, without a second hesitation. Yeah, that, like, that, that's solid, like, that's his character. He's just, he's freedom. He loves peace so much he'll kill for it. <laughs> is so dumb but also perfect um, yeah. you also have King Shark who's played by Sylvester Stallone Sylvester Stallone is doing the voice amazing yeah oh he looks so good and uh, he's just kind of this like dumb killing machine I don't know if you've seen yeah. the Harley Quinn show um, but King Shark is like the tech guy in that <laughs> <laughs> Is he? Yeah. That's amazing. It's so good. So it's a completely different take, but I still love it. I love that King Shark is in this. I, I, I love when he's just like, hand. And then Viola Davis is like, yes, that is your hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Viola Davis as well making a return. Oscar winner Viola Davis. She's she's already an actor. Just what you throw her in. in. Comic book movie, yeah. Um, what can you do? Michael Rucker's savant. Um, yeah. Looks, he looks like a lunatic in this. Like, maybe yeah, it's the long way. You see him and Pete Davidson, but I think they'll be the first date. Oh, they're like, yeah, I think they are just fodder um, for like, to like set the stakes. You also have um, Weasel, who I find deeply upsetting. <laughs> Sean Gunn is like this fur-covered monster. I fucking hate it so much. It's, and he's no, licking it's the wall. Yeah, it's brilliant, but it yeah. really unsettles me. I just don't like it. Um, and so I think uh, the main thing is that we see the big villain that I was trying to tell you for ages, Sean. You wouldn't believe me. I was so on board. As a- soon as you said it, I was on board, Connor. I, I, a big kaiju-looking Starro has showed up, and he's fucking massive. Starro looks fucking amazing in this. I'm so happy. He's like, he's like Godzilla. 
But I think Castaro will use the... He start off massive, but he, like, will just produce millions of him that are all tidy. Yeah, because, like, it's it's a perfect thing. Like, you have these people who, if they disobey, their head gets exploded, and you have a villain that attaches starfish to your face to control you. It controls you, yeah. Like, it's, it, it, it's a perfect match. It's also great... It's going to be great body horror from James Gunn. Which is going to be yeah. amazing. You, you even you seen a sneak peek of it with King Shark ripping that guy in two, but yeah. like it's going to be that for like two hours. Do you think that there's going to be um, like team killing in this? Um, I don't know. I think the the vibe I'm getting is that it's going to start off like very quiet or slow, and like once the first action set piece starts I think we're going to be very shocked at how violent it's going to be yeah. because it's already I think it's going to be very kick-ass like I remember watching kick-ass going oh this is a movie and then the first action scene started where Hit Girl chops off that guy's leg oh, yeah. and his arm and I was like holy shit what the fuck is going oh, on oh it's another I level yeah, I think it's going to be that where everyone's like it's a comic book movie everyone's like Margot Robbie's there as Harley Quinn and she's really like perfectly cast and like you're going to be along with everything but someone's going to lose an arm or a leg or to get decapitated and there's going to be blood everywhere and you're going to be like fuck yeah. okay there's I, actual stakes and everyone's going to die I think they're actually going to they're going to do like a fake out because Nathan Fillion is definitely playing arm fall off boy so yeah, he's going to be yeah. a fake out where he, <laughs> he's, everyone's like, oh, he lost an arm. And then he's like, whoop, fix that right away. <laughs> There's that bit in the trailer, everyone, it's like a few of them walking out in front of the American flag. Yeah. Everyone in that scene does not show up for the rest of the trailer. Do they not? No, so I think they're dead. I think, yeah, that's the first team. Do you, oh, that could be it, that... They assemble, because it's like, yeah, you have like Captain Boomerang and Savant and Javelin and all that. But, like, do you think they assemble one team, send them in against Starro, they get controlled? Get, they send them into Carter Maltese, like, go check this out. Yeah, and then there's, then like, now you have a suicide squad going after a suicide squad. Yeah, like, it's a whole situation where, like, we just keep sending teams in because they keep dying. Yeah, and then yeah, and they never come back, and the bombs don't work or whatever. Yeah, fuck yeah, I I think so. I think that was a that's a good catch that they're not all in it. Yeah, I just like in terms of people who are dying. Now that does mean Captain Boomerang is likely to die in this movie. And I think he's really good casting. So I I I would sad if he goes, but also I can understand why you would kill him straight away as like a shock. Like this is not the last movie. Yeah, yeah, like, the, oh, this guy from the last movie, he's dead. He doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's the thing, none of um, these characters matter. Th- that's why he picked them. That's why it's amazing, because they're all going up against Starro, who's going to take out at least 30 of them. Yeah. But there's, like, 40 ridiculously dumb comic book characters that nobody cares about, which is right up James Gunn's alley in Guardians of the Galaxy. So send them all into their deaths repeatedly, and then maybe Harley Quinn and uh, Rick Flagg and maybe Bloodsport will be left at the end. And they'll be like, fuck. And King Shark yeah. will be left at the end. Oh, okay. I'm so... The fact that there's a live-action King Shark happening. <laughs> and he's just, like, ripping people in two. I also like how colourful this movie is, by the way. like Very bright colours. Very, I very much like it, yeah. Yeah, because Suicide Squad was set in a grey city on a rainy night. And everyone a was grey city, rainy black. night... 
Yeah, and the bad guys were all blobs that were all dark and everybody's dressed in black. Yeah, but now you have this fucking purple and red starfish walking around a, a, a tropical beach, like... Yeah, and, and they're just, like, trying to stop them. Like, although it looked like Starro was in the middle of a city. Yeah, actually, there's a bit of destruction going on there. Um, so I'm assuming they land on the beach and then they have to make their way into the city. Yeah, and there's this whole... I think there's going to be some, like, invasion of the Body Snatchers stuff where, like, a whole town covered in Starro faces. Yes! Um, yeah, and they're all going to be like, what the fuck is going on? But you sometimes they won't be even on the face, though. Sometimes the stars are around the chest. Ah. So you could have a situation where you think this town is normal, but everybody has a Starro attached to them somewhere. Oh, that would be good. And I think uh, Peter Capaldi's the leader. Um... I think he's going to get, like, control and then Starro gets all of his, like, knowledge and information. Yes. Because yeah, he's, like, absolutely. A, he's, like, the smart guy of the team. And they're, like, don't cough without uh, covering your mouth. You die. <laughs> and then Rick Flag's like, that's not no invitation to cough, though, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's not real, but you're not going to die, but don't do that, man. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, I do think that, like, the dynamics between all the characters seems pretty good in this movie. Um, yeah, I love I, I'm very David much- Dasmalkian oh, as well as Polka Dot Man. Uh, oh yeah where Giselle was like we're all gonna die and he's just like I hope so <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like oh for god's sake um, yeah I think this is, looks really good I'm very excited about this um, this and the Batman are the two things that I'm like absolutely dying to see so um, I, I can't wait and I just think it's gonna be very beautifully gruesome body horror shit that they're all gonna die and they're just gonna barely survive. Yeah, it's and yeah, like it says in the trailer, it's the beautifully twisted mind of James Gunn. Yeah. Um so I think that's it for this week's movie Monday, Sean. What a week. I've had some good news this week. We had Suicide Squad and we had National Bewitched. Treasure. And Bewitched <laughs> Do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Um, for those of you that uh, might have listened to the Falcon and Winter Soldier review that we put out on yesterday, uh, those will be going up on Patreon um, in the future. Just a little teaser to let people know that it's a thing that we're, we're about to do. Um, if there's any feedback on that as well, pass it along. Um, but we also have a little game we like to play on Patreon, which is get Sean to say difficult things at the end of the show. Uh, so, fun game. Fun game. Fun game for one of us. Uh, big yeah. thanks goes out to Waffles. Waffles loves you and is hoping that you are having a good day. But if you are not, that's okay too. It's important to feel your emotions. Mm. Big thank Strong. You. Strong. Good, good shout. <laughs> Big thank you also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Snyder Cut My Hair, Bernie, Raymond, hashtag Save Martha Ging, uh, Roisin, <laughs> Robbie Williams, a CGI monkey enthusiast, Halley, Ryan Satron, yep. Paint Evanson, Sean's Fear for a Head, Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna, Maureen has the fry on, Helm Roos, and Little Dicky, mm-hmm. Gritty the Hockey Mascot is just Uncle O'Grimacy in Witness Protection McGrew. <laughs> that's that's gonna... a great comment. Gritty the Hockey Mascot. Do you know who Gritty is? I have no idea who this is. Hang on. Oh, he's horrible. He's a horrible, <laughs> he's a horrible, he's horrible a, mascot. He's a horrible orange bearded hockey mascot. Yeah. Okay. He, he was unveiled a few years ago and everyone was just like, that is the worst mascot that's ever been unveiled ever. I do not feel pride for my team when I look at that. <laughs> 
that's ridiculous <laughs> but thank you to everyone who supports us over on patreon link to that in the description if you want um there is also down there a link to our merch store and um, get some shirts and mugs and stuff like that twitter at heroes for hire pod facebook detective developments discussion group or heroes for hire podcast either or and instagram then heroes for hire podcast as well but the most important thing is to just tell one human being that we exist just the one please and i think that's about it Connor. so i have been Connor lawler i've been sean Mayan. i'll see you next week guys bye bye, bye.